0: everyone, thanks for joining me here on Local News Live. I'm Camila Rueda. I have a live report that I want to share with you, a live interview that I did just earlier today about No Menthol Sunday. That's actually coming up this Sunday. It's um, the second Sunday of every May. This is going to be the eighth year of it. We're talking to Del Monte Jefferson. He's the executive director of the Center for Black Health and Equity. So a really big advocate, and they are sponsoring this movement. I want to tell you a little bit more about it and teach you what you can do to participate as well. So here is the interview. Let me play it for you. We're joined by Domonte Jefferson, Executive Director of the Center for Black Health and Equity. Domonte, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm fine. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. Now, in just a couple of days, the Center is sponsoring No Mental Sunday. That's coming up on the 15th. So, Just tell us what exactly is No Menthol Sunday?
1: No Menthol Sunday is a national day of observance led by the Center for Black Health and Equity. Um, This started back in 2015, so this will be our eighth year doing No Menthol Sunday. And what it is, is an opportunity to engage faith leaders in conversations about tobacco and menthol and cessation and what we can do as congregations in order to combat this this ill that's been plaguing our communities. Now, the beauty of um, No Menthol Sunday, it was started by a group of pastors. We had a faith-based conference, and we brought some pastors together. and, And our question that we posed to them, after sharing with them the harms that were caused, we gave them the stats on African Americans dying from smoking and the whole gamut of what was going on. Our question was, what can we do about it? And what they said was, well, we could all talk from the pulpit on the same Sunday about this topic. And so we said, that is a fabulous idea. And we said, we'll we'll give you the talking points. And so we developed the first toolkit. We put a toolkit together, some talking points, some potential sermon topics, what they could use and what they could say and scriptures that they could quote. We packaged it all for them. We didn't write the sermon because we know that each congregation is different and a pastor might know what's going to resonate with his congregation, but we gave them all the talking points. And so the first No Mental Sunday, there were about 12 churches or or 12 states that participated in with some multiple churches Per state. But like last year, there were upwards of 37 states that participated. There were two countries overseas that also participated. So it has grown and it has expanded. And so we're really looking forward to this new menthol Sunday coming up.
0: Wow. So it just continues to grow. Lots and lots of people involved. Not long ago, the FDA said they're working on a couple of rules to remove menthol and flavored cigarettes from the market completely. So would you say that this year, no menthol Sunday is even more important?
1: This year is absolutely more important. And this year also affords another opportunity because with what you just discussed, the FDA announcing on April 28th, a proposed rulemaking period that they've come up with, they've established rules for how they're going to ban Menthol. Now, now, last year on April 29th is when the FDA made this announcement. We're going to do this, and we're going to come up with some rules. Well, on April 28th they said we've got those rules, and so now there's a public comment period, which means that anyone can put comments in to the FDA and say this is why you should or should not ban mentholated tobacco products. So what a wonderful opportunity for churches now to be engaged in this, writing comments together as a congregation saying, we want menthol banned for this reason, for that reason, because my aunt died, because my uncle died, because there's billboards all in our communities. Your church can get involved in advocacy work. So in addition to abstaining, which is first and foremost, what we want on No Menthol Sunday, we want people to abstain from smoking that are smoking whether it's a day or week or year, whatever, just abstain. But then being able to also get involved in advocacy by doing this letter writing campaign, that's also a tremendous opportunity.
0: Okay, so if you're a smoker, you can participate by abstaining. But if you're not a smoker, you can still participate and have your voice heard. And now tell me why it's so important that the Center for Black Health and Equity is involved in No Menthol Sunday. Let's talk about the racial disparities within tobacco and how it specifically targets Black Americans.
1: Um, well, our organization was originally funded when we, were, when we were originally formed. We were formed as the National African American Tobacco Prevention Network. And we were formed because of just that. African Americans were dying at these incredible numbers um, from tobacco. Tobacco companies were targeting African Americans with mentholated tobacco products uh, and, and it was very successful. 85% of African Americans that smoke smoked mentholated tobacco products. And so they were successful. And so you have this national tobacco control movement, but you didn't have African Americans involved in the movement. They weren't at the table. So policies were being passed, but we weren't getting the voices of the people most impacted by those policies. This is why we were created. And this is what we've been doing. We've been building the capacity of African American communities and African American organizations and coalitions to know what the issue is to know how the industry has targeted them and to know what they can do about it. These communities, our communities are assets. And so all we're trying to do is unleash that assets power.
0: And now thinking of the future of tobacco and the hopes of removing menthol from the market, how do you think it will impact future generations?
1: they're going to survive. We're saying we're saving this work that we're doing is saving lives, not just black lives, just saving lives in general. So when we talk about health equity, um, what we're trying to do now is an example of public health equity It's not just going to benefit one population. This is going to benefit all populations, because if we can get menthol off the market, if we can get menthol banned, we could potentially potentially in the tobacco epidemic. Why? Because menthol is in all tobacco products. It may not be at the level to where it's a characterizing flavor like Newport's or anything like that, but menthol is there to mask the harshness of smoking. And so if we could remove the menthol and cripple the industry, we could save lives by finally being able to have this this public health victory by taking this deadly preventable product off the market.
0: Del Monte, with the FDA's history, how long do you think the rulemaking process will take, and then how long until they actually implement them?
1: In order to implement them, we could be having, uh, like I told you, that this Sunday is the 8th Nomenthal Sunday. It could probably be the 20th Nomenthal Sunday before something actually happens, because yes, we've got the rulemaking period now, but the industry's playbook is to litigate, litigate, and then after they finish, litigate some more there are going to be all these lawsuits that they're going to propose against the FDA saying that this is not fair and that's not fair. And they're going to go to court and they're going to go to court for several years. And so, yes, we're not crossing our fingers and waiting for this, um, by the way. What we have to continue doing is what we've been doing and that's advocating for the ban of the sale of menthol products community by community, city by city, state by state. And so that's been effective. Since Chicago first banned the sale of mentholated tobacco products within a 500-foot buffer zone of public schools back in 2013, we've had numerous, well over 160-plus different regulations in different cities banning menthol, and we've had several states, California and Massachusetts, that have banned it statewide. That's what we have to continue doing, working on banning the sale of menthol. Not waiting for this thing to happen and to actually hit the streets because that could take a while.
0: Okay, so take action instead of waiting, especially this Sunday, right? And now for everyone watching, how can they take action? How can they participate?
1: Go to two websites, two websites, nomenthalsunday.org and look at the toolkit that we have there and some of the resources. And if your church is not involved, bring that information to your pastor, to your faith organization and say, hey, look, we need to be a part of this, and guess what? If we missed it for whatever reason this year, the third Sunday in May is gonna happen next year, and we can be ready for the third Sunday in May in 2023, and we can participate, that's one thing. The other thing is go to our website, centerforblackhealth.org. As soon as you come to that page, you'll see something about submit your comments. If you have a community organization or a group and you wanna submit comments on behalf of that group, Go there and submit comments about this this ban on menthol tobacco products, and talk about why it's so important that we get it right this time, and we take this action to save the health of our communities.
0: All right, Del Monte Jefferson, executive director of the Center for Black Health and Equity. Del Monte, thank you so much for joining us,
1: and thank you for having me.
0: Goodbye. All right, thank you again to Del Monte for that interview and giving us some more information on no menthol sunday again happening this sunday the 15th and like he said for more information you can always go to the websites either sunday.org or centerforblackhealth.org as well